Welcome to our special Retail Revolution podcast summer series, Independent Thinkers, The Rise of Generation Z. Each short episode is produced and hosted by Parsons School of Design Fashion Management graduate students, Maloney Katari and Caitlin Forbes. Each interview features six key questions that will help fashion and retail brands understand the needs, wants, and desires of the rising Gen Z customer. Listen to full episodes of Retail Revolution with host Christopher Lacey every Tuesday. Follow us on Instagram at Retail Revolution Podcast and visit RetailRevolutionPodcast.com for more information. Retail Revolution is produced by Joshua Williams. Hello and welcome to Retail Revolution Podcast and our special summer series, Independent Thinkers, Rise of Generation Z. I'm your host today, Miloni Kothari, and today's guest is Mridula Joshi. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Miloni. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. I run a small Instagram page that talks about sustainable lifestyle. I advocate for small habitual changes like minimalism, watching how you buy, watching our consumer habits so that we can make better choices for the planet. And that's basically what has taken me on this journey of trying to see how many people I can help as much as possible through my own progress and to live more zero waste. That's so interesting. We have graduated together and it's changed so much over the years, which makes me really curious to ask you that you have been a part of the target audience for fashion Mm. brands, for any brand over the last three to five years. And what do you look for in brand to meet or even exceed your expectations? So as a consumer right now, it's really funny because uh, I've studied fashion designing and the one thing we were actually taught is to make designs that could sell really well, that could attract people, that could make them want to buy more. I think something that would impress me at this point in 2020 would be a brand that is not focused on selling brand new items as much and would actually bring the concept of reuse and repurpose and recycling into their supply chain more. Seeing brands like there's this one woman named Soumya in Mumbai, she runs a brand called Dwij and her entire product line is made from raw materials that is sourced from like waste denim fabric. So her raw material comes from donations from people, you know, she's not growing new resources and things like that. So ideals like this, uh, values that come from top down from the CEO themselves, that really impresses me a lot about the brand, even if they make a few small flaws here and there, you know, I know their heart is in the right place. So that's why their solutions also come from the right place. That is something I look for. That is a very interesting example you gave based in Mumbai and especially India being a developing country feel that the brand is getting it right or is there another brand that holds that kind of a spot? I think brands are really trying their best to understand sustainability after they have already started a certain business model, right? If you were someone who understood sustainability before, I I really like when the brand owners are themselves living a sustainable lifestyle because you know they have their information, you know, they, they know exactly what they need to do in their business as well. For businesses who have already started out years ago, they're usually struggling with the idea of being more sustainable with that business because they have set up a system where their raw materials are brand new and, you know, they are making prints and, you know, embroideries from scratch and everything. So they are already conditioned in a mindset of how a certain business needs to run. So for them to suddenly pivot is difficult. And I understand that. 
but brands i think the the ones that hold a really important spot for me are recent ones like this for that closet they they are an app that just facilitate consumers to exchange the products they already have in use you know and their only job is to do the marketing end of it that is something that really impresses me so that would hold the top spot for me when i see fashion designers making products out of even the waste cut out fabrics doing something that really impresses me and that makes me a bit more happy so this is something that holds the top spot for me i i don't think a fashion designer who just wants to churn out garments for the sake of beauty is going to impress me anymore i think we are way beyond that now and you also know that sustainability is the buzzword in the world right now so yeah. do you think this is the time where the topic of systematic changes are at the forefront of every conversation be it sustainability supply chain transparency or even racial equality why does a brand's stance on these topics influence your decision making i think knowledge is power ignorance is bliss you know these things come from a certain place because when you're making a purchase until now whenever we made a purchase we made it for our own sake we never thought about the fact that a brand could cause some kind of problem on the planet and i think as you just read more and more you just watch these documentaries you see the horrifying images no one wants to be associated with that you know and if the only way for you to step away from that chaos is by not buying their product and that's a very small thing you can do there are even other bigger things you can do you could you know throw a fit you could start a protest you could give a bad feedback the simplest thing i can do is not buy their product then i think i would do that so it does influence the way i buy if i hear something if i see any kind of ethical issues in the way they're treating their workers and if a story like that gets out it it's hard for me to ignore it i'm not going to go back to that store for sure yeah yeah i think that that was really really interesting answer and then we have been associated with so many brands even as students over the past few years whether it is labor practices or fast fashion or cultural insensitivity it's really difficult for us to go back there and do you think can these brands get you back as a customer the bad news is they're probably not going to get me back you know it's it's one of those things where we we constantly look for the new next option and when you're already in a market with such tight competition you're going to lose out <laughs> you know this this is like one of those me too movements for the fashion industry and it's a public image it's a pr problem they're going to go down they're probably not going to get me back as a consumer even if they start getting a bit more sustainable I think one thing that could get me back as a consumer is if I see faces of authority in the company changing. Like if I see that the owner has changed because I truly believe that the work culture comes down from the top. The way a CEO treats their managers and the same treatment is again forwarded to the factory workers and you know the way you make the deals with them. The way a leader has their priorities together that really matters to me and if a company wants to make a radical change and they show that through the projects that they're rolling out and they show that through change in leadership then i might they might get me back as a customer yeah i i know for a fact that you have been a really really conscious shopper you rarely shop unless and until it completely agrees to your own ethics and your own principles so in what ways will this pandemic change your shopping behavior as a result of what is happening personally for me i've been in a situation right now because i've quit fast fashion as you know since 2 years now and it wasn't very difficult for me because i wasn't addicted to the habit of shopping but i did still shop 
outerwear garments so if i had to go to office or if i had to meet my friends i still had a purpose to shop something new right i think a uh, pandemic is really going to change the way we prioritize the categories of clothing in our wardrobe you know we had a few nightwear a few loungewear and like a lot of outerwear clothes so the ratio of that might change for me i'm never going to go back to any fast fashion store for sure i'm i'm still going to continue thrifting i'm i'm still going to continue on those ideals like keeping second hand investing in really durable items so i can mend it and keep using it for as long as possible it doesn't change dramatically for me but i'm thinking investment in more aprons and nightwear might be a thing going forward we are going to be working from home and this tiny box is the only way we can show our personality during work so yeah that's something it might change and as you mentioned thrifting and second hand shopping what do you think about the hygiene factors since we are also anxious to shop it's all been going wrong like we have to touch it we have to try it and second hand shopping is to an extent about that so how do you think that's going to go yeah. about so it has been very interesting i would have answered differently if we had done this podcast maybe in march you know when the panic of covid-19 was at an all time high but now it's been 3 months and you can actually see the you can see the panic reducing even though the numbers are still high so people are uh, realizing where to draw the line between caution and panic and they are trying to get as many facts as possible about the virus seeing how long it lasts on the surface just making sure they know what to do i mean if soap can remove the germs on our hands then i'm pretty sure like a good laundry wash will take care of the germs that way but again yes i can understand it is the same thing why people would start using more of single use plastics you know because they're scared of the virus etc it might bring down the sales for some time maybe the activity on second hand shops might go down for some time but right now currently i don't see that happening i i'm still seeing shops thriving after the unlock happened like the lockdown restrictions have been eased recently the shops that i support the brands that i advocate for they have been doing pretty well So I think COVID nineteen might not be as much as a problem as we were thinking about secondhand fashion. That that's an interesting point. So which brings me to my last question, which is, when you look at the fashion retail landscape, which is that one brand you would contribute your talents and your skills to? I wouldn't say one brand I would contribute my talents and skills to. I mean, I think H and M needs desperate help in terms of marketing. don't get me wrong but nobody trusts them right now and i feel like the marketing doesn't understand what sustainable consumers are looking for you know they're throwing in these words they're saying 56% or you know like a, a bit of their fibers are recycled and you know things like that they think it will make people feel better but there are people like me who will educate everyone and ruin it for them uh, marketing teams need a lot of help i that is somewhere i would contribute my skill to how to advertise with honesty you have to be honest about the fact that you're flawed for people to be like all right we get you you know you had a certain business model since many years and you're trying to do your best to change but i think some brands take it too far and try to pretend like they already have everything sorted when they don't so you know transparency in the way they advertise the kind of words they use the kind of language they use the imagery those things definitely need a lot of consultancy and help right now at this point and uh, that is somewhere i would want to contribute my skills to Wow that was an interesting conversation thank you so much for being with us today and looking forward to seeing you in person thank you so much for inviting me can't wait to see you again thank you for listening to this episode of retail revolution 
very special thank you to everyone who has helped make this podcast possible. Our guests, our students, and fellow faculty at Parsons School of Design, especially in such an extraordinary and unprecedented time. Our theme music was composed by Spencer Powell. Be well and stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>